Hello, welcome to Pod Potatoes with Mark Selzer. We're going to look at the news and uh, we're going to be observing the principles of free speech while we're looking at the news. So, anyway, that's the intro. Let's move on to the first, of course, big story that we have. The debacle with the Joe Biden and his classified documents. Let's listen to Rachel Maddow. See if we can get uh, Rachel Maddow. When I was still working the road. Uh, this is a flexible armor, but it will stop. That's not it. So Sorry about that. that. That's not that guy. This guy is here. Here she is. Of excitement on the right this afternoon when CBS News was first to report that the U.S. Justice Department had started investigating the discovery of classified documents found at a think tank called the Penn Biden Center. This is effectively where President Biden had his office in Washington after serving as vice president in the Obama administration. He vacated offices there effectively when he declared his run for president in 20. So basically here we have uh, Rachel Maddow trying to uh, uh, brush this under the rug. We have the, the left, of course, attacking the supposed right wing, the supposed left wing, attacking the supposed right wing uh, for making, trying to make hay out of the same thing that they made hay out of before and made a huge big deal about with Trump. But the Penn Biden Center is sort of the Biden home in D.C. in terms of his work life out of office. Well, on November 2nd, lawyers for President Biden, lawyers who work for him in his personal capacity, were reportedly packing up some of the office space that the vice president used at the Penn Biden Center. In so doing, they found classified documents there, classified documents that they say were in a locked closet. And of course, when Biden was asked about about these documents uh, at Trump's, supposedly they were at Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago estate, he said, how could he be so irresponsible? And now we find them there. We find them in his garage but again, the you know MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, these kind of people are, are again trying to underplay it. But then suddenly something happened. Things changed. They started to the left, started to go after Biden and cover the story seriously rather than trying to just sweep it under the rug. Is it is Joe Biden being thrown under the bus right now? Because he wants to run again and they want to get Kamala Harris or they want to get somebody else in there to run against Trump or DeSantos next time. They see that there's a problem with uh, Joe Biden being senile and they just have he's, he's too much of a deficit for them. So we'll see, you know, Kamala Harris is being basically groomed to run for president at this point. She's being shipped all over the world. She's getting a horrible reaction, even from her side of the aisle. But, uh, you know, they, they're they grooming her 
basically to run for president. Let's let's uh, take a trip over to the other side of the aisle here at Fox News. Diplomacy. This sets up the biggest challenge to date for President Biden and the backside covering press. Will they cover this classified document discovery, his, even close to the way they covered Trump's? Surprisingly, so far, kind of yes. It sounded like he was implying that because his garage is a safe place for his car, the documents were safe. And, and therefore, it was a, if it was safe for the car, it was safe for the documents. Is that what you mean? Look, I, I'm going to just leave his statement as is. Uh, I think you, your colleague who was having a, a back and forth with the president, uh, you can read the transcript. He thinks a garage is an appropriate place to store classified uh, material. Uh, he was surprised that the records were there. Documents were found in December 12th. And why was that not immediately addressed? We have been transparent here. We got to make a decision as a country. Should we put all our documents near his Corvette or should we take his classified document? Yeah, that's a good point. Is that uh, is is that a good uh, place for those documents? Let's just put them all there. Uh, let's see, you know, Tucker Carlson, of course, on Friday. Uh, made a huge, huge, big deal out of the this, of course, uh, making hay out of it on television. So we'll see. I think the real story is, you know, is Biden getting thrown under the bus? Do they, you know, maybe they've tried to talk him out of running. He's a senile uh, old man. He has no idea what he's doing or what he's talking about. And he's trying to, uh, he wants to run. He likes being president. He likes being treated you know, like a god on earth. He likes all this attention. He likes the White House. He doesn't know where he is most of the time, I think, but he knows that he likes it. And I think that uh, they're looking for somebody else. You know, the both parties need to have a robust primary, you know, and absolutely, and the, you know, the primary is very, very important. Look at what happened with DeSantos. You know, they had a guy... He ran for office and won the office on the Republican side, was lying. Lying about everything, lying about his background, lying about, you know, the whole the whole kid and caboodle over there, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? They want to get rid of him. They want to uh, they want to stop it. They so that's why you know the the press and the media is throwing Biden under the bus here, and a special prosecutor has been uh, has been uh, appointed. So you know, and then there's just just this weekend, uh, there's been another report, even more documents found. Let's listen some more. Yeah, in fact, these revelations about Biden's classified documents were even broken by CBS. And then the second tranche by NBC, both well known for ignoring these type of stories of late. So is the document discovery unbreaking the press or is this because they had no choice? Join me now for some deep thoughts, Fox News contributor and a wonderful person who was once White House Deputy Chief, uh, Chief of Staff, Carl Rove. Carl, what do you think? Is the press unbroken? Carl Rove, a deep thought from Carl Rove. I don't know if that's the case, but you know that man is, is definitely a bulldog. For the Republican Party, he was the person that said, "Listen, the left fight dirty, fights dirty. We have to fight dirty back." So we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens with the 
what they do. They're also looking into the university where some of these documents were were found that China had given millions of dollars, over $50 million to this university, where the Bidens were keeping classified documents. And this has even been mentioned by the left. And here, here Fox News is reporting on how they're not covering his ass as much as they usually do. The press usually just runs interference, as, as did Rachel Maddow there. So everything is unfolding right now. We have two special prosecutors looking. And, you know, in the case of of, of Trump, what they did with him was they evidently, we have the transcripts now, knew that everything that was written in this this, Russia thing, in this dossier uh, that was actually written by Russian spies, sold to an English spy, and then sold to the Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, they knew that this whole thing was false. They knew there was no connection with Russia, with Trump, but they used it as a fishing expedition to look around into every aspect of his life, and they found Stormy Daniels. They couldn't, they couldn't make anything uh, out of that because there was already a Democrat who had basically done the same thing, paid somebody else off. And in his campaign, it was the vice, pres- vice presidential candidate, God, I forget his name. What was his name? Under uh, the 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 president, the the Democratic presidential candidate had lost to Bush one of those times, and basically the same thing had been done. He had paid off a member of his staff who he had a uh, affair with, <clears throat> basically gave her a job and a bunch of money. And the law only applies if uh, it's entirely for the campaign, and that's not. So this law didn't apply there to him, and it didn't apply to Trump either, because trying to avoid uh, embarrassment with your family and your wife. It's not entirely uh, campaign-related, so to speak. So uh, it was... Something they, they, they just couldn't get anything. They couldn't make any hay out of it. But, you know, they searched through everything that they possibly could. They used the special counsel to find things that people that knew Trump that were uh, loosely associated with him. Then they found something in their uh, taxes 10 years before they even knew Trump and threw some of those people in jail. And... Then the uh, press always tried to make out how these people were closer to Trump than they really were. There was a guy they kept saying was his campaign manager, blah, 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 blah. Actually, the guy was a stand-in for a campaign manager before his campaign even started when he was in uh, his exploratory committee. But Kellyanne Conway was his campaign manager. But anyway, you know, this is some examples of how the press attacks. The, the press on the left will, of course, attack the uh, candidates on the right and the press on the right will attack the candidates on the left. But here we have uh, both sides, both sides uh, going after uh, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, it looks like uh, he's on the outs being thrown under the bus. Well, no, no, but this is a story they've got to cover. And frankly, I suspect part of the, uh, of what we need to know about this is I read this morning CBS knew about this last fall, and they asked the White House about it uh, pretty close to the time that the president was notified about it. And 
they got no answers. So one of the so this was this was you know this is another story here that's really interesting. This was covered up before the midterms. They had this before the midterms. They're they're just floating this now. Uh, they're just they waited till after the midterms to report this. You know I don't know why. I guess. Uh, <clears throat> You know, Fox News and the other sources on the right didn't get uh, uh, the stench of this hadn't permeated yet. And now they've waited. So this is kind of like the Hunter Biden laptop. They waited till after the election to finally admit, yes, this is true. So here we have another relevation there that this has been uh, backed off of. So anyway... Very interesting story. Very, uh, very filthy. But we'll see what happens. Who's being, uh, who's being groomed for what here? You know, who's being groomed for, uh, for, for what in this, uh, because they felt like, because they felt like that. Then this next story here, which you hear coming up, and I wanted to talk about, this is, uh, the Me Tooing of, uh, Hugh Hefner, and that's a very interesting story too. I remember when he died, he was basically deified by the the press. He was he was deified, you know, by the press. It's weird how uh, some people get deified by the press, other people get thrown under the bus and thrown in jail. And uh, like for instance, uh, there was a guy. Well, let's not even go into that. Let's go into this. When he died, Hugh Hefner died. He was kind of deified by the press as a great cultural icon. Now there's this series of documentaries, uh, Secrets of Playboy, from just last year where they're throwing him under the bus, where just like Biden's being thrown under the bus now. The Playboys, uh, Playboy playmates talk about how they were abused. They found a bunch of... Uh, Playmates who are saying they're abused by Hugh Hefner, even some uh, some graphic uh, details of supposedly a, uh, a security guard talking about how he witnessed uh, the the anal rape of uh, Dorothy Stratton, I believe her name was. She was a playmate who was killed by her ex-husband. Anyway, let's listen to a little bit of the tone of this. And they realized it. They found out. The people are the gains. And one man got people to want to play his games with us. Dramatic music there. Uh, talk playmates, ex-playmates, ex-wives and husbands of... Uh, not husbands. <laughs> ex-wives and uh, girlfriends of... Uh, of uh, Hugh Hefner living at the Playboy Mansion uh, with with their sour grapes, and you know, it, it, is is this a bunch of women with sour grapes? Uh, was he a horrible predator and rapist? You know, who knows? Maybe there's a little bit in the a little bit uh, in between. Maybe a little bit in the middle of that. I'm sure he certainly was, but you know, to a certain extent. I'm sure these women are all coming out here knowing that uh, he actually had some kind of somebody and the men in general 
were going to be hitting on them. They're talking about these girls in this documentary as if they were all virgins. No one had ever hit on them before in their lives. But, you know, there were women who were living with Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion, and they're saying they didn't know there were orgies there and that they were expected to participate. Well, come on, duh. Hugh Hefner held himself out as this big lover, this own beyond, you know, this person that every man wanted to be. And here he was, the lowest and the most vilest of people, interviewed enough that that just seems to be the only thing put. Was this, was this true? I don't know. You know, did, did you, these are uh, disgruntled employees. But, you know, certainly now that he's dead, they can go after him. You know, if there were these are some secretaries, uh, disgruntled employees and, you know, a lot of women who were his girlfriends and uh, there in the mansion. And, you know, maybe they didn't get what they wanted. You know, maybe they didn't. I'm sure he was a, a, a total asshole. I'm sure he was out on the make for every, you know, chick that he could get his dick in out there in the world. I'm sure that that's true. You know, sorry for my graphic language, but, you know, just I, the whole thing here is to be real. You know, let's let's talk in real words. And and so, yeah, a lot of them didn't get to be famous. They didn't get the money that they wanted. They didn't get out of it what they wanted to get out of it. But, you know. When these girls found out there were orgies or there was group sex and they were supposed to be involved in it or they were supposed to have being, you know, his girlfriend on that show, which was I, the, the Playboy show where they followed Hugh Hefner and his girlfriends around, which I looked at. I thought it was boring. I'm like, OK, they're hookers. OK, I, you know, I, I know what hookers act like and I know how what the things that hookers say, you know. And that's all pretty much I saw them as, is hookers. And they were there, you know, giving their, selling their bodies in order to get access to some money. They all got gifts. They got diamond rings. They got gifts. They got a place to live in a luxurious mansion. They got an allowance of a 1000 a week. And they got, uh, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're selling it. You know, come on. These girls, they're talking in this documentary like these girls are all uh, babes in the woods and all virgins and they never heard of sex before. You know, they come from small towns. Yeah, they come from a small town where probably everyone in that small town was hitting on them, you know. So, eh, you know, yes. Okay, of course. He was a predator. He was nasty. He was on the make. But, you know, what else? what else is new? You know, how was this? You know, I always knew this was going on just from looking at it. Go away. He's a pimp. You know, and here he is, you know, being accused of, of rape and uh, coercion to women. Of, of course, of course, they're there to get hit on. Of course, they're there to do that. You know, I, it's hard to believe these girls weren't uh, born yesterday. They were young, but they weren't born yesterday. I could come to People would ask me, why did you keep going back? Why did you keep going back? And I just, I just think it was complete 
You want him not to have ruined your life by also taking your employment. And I also thought he probably had cameras in his room, you know? Yeah, evidently, this is one of the revelations here, is that a lot of these celebrities were filmed there at the... Uh, uh, in the bedrooms there, a lot of these celebrities. So he had films of a lot of these celebrities. So he was like an Epstein, you know. We know Epstein had a bunch of films of a bunch of famous people having sex, possibly with underage girls. Uh, but, you know, here uh, the Hugh Hefner did evidently as well. What There would be, would be these big screens on the sides of the bed, big uh, video screens, so you could watch what you were doing with the girl or girls that you were there with on the bed. And so he would say, oh, it's just a circuit, you know, and you, so you can just see what you're doing. But instead they were getting, it was getting recorded. And uh, so he had a library of these tapes. I wonder who's in possession of those tapes now. I guess probably his daughter, his relatives, whoever is responsible for the estate. But those have, uh, uh, you know, tapes of a lot of different people. And, you know, let's look at all some of the people that would go. He would make these girls uh, available to celebrities and they would have these parties there where basically these girls were being uh, uh, celebrity, uh, handed to celebrities, okay? Like, like Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski who were constantly going to the Playboy Mansion, you know, wonder why. So anyway... Is this really, you know, this is something I've always kind of been like. I never heard anyone deified uh, Hugh Hefner. I always would just say he was a pimp. I remember when he died, I put on my Facebook that, you know, this pimp had died. Big deal. And uh, I was making jokes about how he's still there in the mansion. I think he is just leaning up against the wall because he's completely stiff from taking all that Viagra, he probably had an intravenous drip of Viagra and Cialis going into his veins, you know, uh, towards towards the end there. And so his body is just preserved by that. And is just he's just like being or maybe they've turned him into a lamp. Who knows there in the Playboy Mansion. But anyway, you know. Uh, and I said this, and people were getting all upset with me, telling me all these, oh, he was a cultural icon, and he also helped educate people about modern art, and blah, 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 blah. You know, he was a pimp, and, you know, probably a, a rapist, as it, as it seems. There was a, one account of a woman who said that he had a skeleton key to every door in the house there. Of course he did, would. And he went into this woman's bedroom at night, and who was sleeping there in the mansion, visiting the mansion, and raped her. And she said no. And, she, you know, and he continued. And uh, this woman was saying that she heard him basically go into a room and rape somebody. So, you know, uh, what, are you, what are you doing there in that place? You know, any woman, right? What are you doing there in that place? I'm not saying it's their fault and they were asking for it. But I'm saying, you know... Or that it excuses the behavior in any way, which I'm, I'm not saying it does. He was basically, the whole Playboy thing was basically there to give him access to women, to give him money, and uh, give him, uh, uh, but you know, 
what's weird about this and what's weird about all of this, you talk about Epstein, you talk about Hugh Hefner, you talk about uh, 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 Harvey Weinstein, you know, all of them were rich, powerful men, and a lot of women go for rich, powerful men, regardless of whether or not they're uh, good-looking, you know, or, or young. They're attracted to power. They're attracted to uh, high uh, to prestige. They're attracted to wealth. They're attracted to control of the material resources. They're contract. They're attracted to uh, being high status. And you know, it just seems like these men don't need to use this coercion. You know, that they could just, uh, uh, you know, just be nice to everyone, like Harvey Weinstein. You know, why doesn't he just be nice to everyone? And, uh, you know, send flowers and smile. And uh, then he could be, you know, an old pervert with his hand in the cookie jar. And it's just not the case with these people. They wanted to use coercion and force. They wanted to control others. So it was, it seems to be with these people, these kind of predators like Cosby. You know, he was a big star and, and wealthy and he could... Supposedly, him and his wife would share a lot of these women together uh, with Cosby. And uh, that's what I heard. Sorry. But uh, anyway, I don't know if that's true. I don't have any documentation. But, uh, you know, very, very much these guys were just in a position where if they just smiled and were nice to everyone, there's no need to use coercion. There's no use, 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 no need to use force. And this was evidently something that uh, Hugh Hefner was doing as well, was handing out quaaludes to all these women, all these play, playmates, and uh, to make them, uh, you know, groggy. And maybe that's where Cosby, you know, got the idea. And that was the culture then. That was the quaalude. was also known as a thigh opener in the 70s. It was a disco biscuit was the hip disco, you know, uh, drug like ecstasy was to the rave culture uh, in the 90s and 2000s and, and and maybe still is, but whatever. It was the hip drug to take. You know, no no girl on Sunset Boulevard was going to sleep with you unless you gave her quaaludes. You were expected to have them. You know, you were expected to provide the Coke and the quaaludes and all and all this stuff. So, you know, but it, it's just it's just weird. These guys, they seem to be in the position of, uh, you know, where they could uh, get plenty without uh, using coercion and force and giving girls drugs. It just doesn't seem necessary. You know, I wasn't there and I don't know everything. But, you know, I'm a I'm not a celebrity, but still I have women hitting on me all the time. But they're usually women that I'm not attracted to in the least bit. But for whatever women, for whatever reason, I do have women hitting on me. Some of them are, some of them are beautiful, but um, mostly they're not. And you know, you would think that these guys, being so wealthy, and if they just wanted the act, if it was just about adult pleasure to them, why wouldn't they just hire a staff of professional ladies? You know, Hugh Hefner could have these ladies, you know, and be paying them and just say, listen, I'm going to pay you this amount of money for this amount of sex. And uh, this is uh, what we're going to do. And they're just basically be prostitutes that would be uh, posing as secretaries. Same with uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, same with Bill Cosby and all these people. 
But it, it's more than that. What they seem to want to do is control probably sociopaths, probably very much sociopaths are people with a shallow emotional self. And the main thing that they want to do is manipulate other people. And if they manipulate other people, they think they're winning. And they're obsessed with that. Uh, like, like Charles Manson, you know. And I guess uh, Charles Manson, there's an example right there. This was a guy that supposedly had sex with three women a day, different women a day that he was manipulating and even got them not only to think they were in love with him and have sex with him, but also some of them to kill for him. And I guess uh, uh, Hugh Hefner had a lot of admiration also for Charles Manson. It haunted me that he might... I pray that because I was unconscious, he would not show it to anyone because it's illegal. My Films. saving thought is that... Some of these people were filmed and take pictures of when they were drugged. He had to have destroyed Playboys. it because he's showing himself committing a crime. And he had teeth on everybody. Anybody that walked into that bedroom, disrobed, they have a tape on them. They had a tape on them. They knew they were there and they kept everybody in line. They were fearful of it. What if, what if they got out? What if somebody saw them? I didn't. So anyway, talking about the tapes, you can watch this this documentary. This is called uh, Secrets of Playboy. Came out just last year, uh, and it's a series of documentaries, and it's very thorough. It's a very thorough kind of me tooing of the uh, whole Playboy mythos. So you know, anyway. Not really telling us anything we didn't already suspect. At least I didn't already suspect. But, uh, you know, there it is. What can you say? Uh, no, nothing new. Nothing new there. Uh, and I guess a lot of people uh, actually have tapes. So, you know, shut up, you know. Uh Shut up and don't be talking about it. And, you know, let's let's talk about uh, Greg Gutfield. Let's talk about Greg Gutfield. Here he is. What am I doing? Oh, you people, stop it! Stop it! Don't stop it! <laughs> Happy Wednesday. So we're just five days into Kevin McCarthy's tenure as Speaker of the House, and he's already become my favorite Kevin. Well, uh, behind... Yeah, well, you know, Kevin McCartney's had a little has a little more uh, balls here, and he's been showing that, and he's talking about it. That, that you know, the real the real thing about Greg Gutfeld and the story about Greg Gutfeld is that he has bigger ratings than the guy that replaced Leno and the guy that replaced Letterman, whoever the fuck they are. I don't know who the fuck they are. I can't remember their fucking names. No one gives a gives a shit. At least I don't. I don't watch them. I think their shows are crap. But anyway, Gutfeld. Uh, is bigger than both of them. Kind of amazing there, and he's not getting any of the credit for being, you know, the number one late night host in in the press, you know. But evidently, he's he's killing them in the ratings. But uh, that's that's a that's an kind of an incredible story. Greg Gutfield, he was a guy that's been around uh, Fox News for a long time. He's not a comedian that does stand up, but he's a comedian 
that uh, writes jokes, and he says he writes jokes about political things all day on napkins and things like that. And I'm sure he has writers now, too. And he was a host of something called Red Eye for a long time. Then he was the host of um, <clears throat> something called The Five, and he still is, which now is getting a little bit bigger than Tucker, supposedly. Tucker is the number one news show. You know, Fox News is the show that has, uh, believe it or not, if you look into the ratings, they have MEC, uh, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, don't, combined, don't get the ratings that Fox News gets. I'm Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and as you know, it's always preferable to be behind Kevin Spacey. Of course, it took 15 ballots to confirm McCarthy, which coincidentally is the same amount it took Biden to become president. So, you know, he's a funny guy and he's got good timing and he sits in a chair and he has a good cast of characters. One is a libertarian named Kat Timpf, who's gorgeous, gorgeous libertarian girl. You have a, a Tyrus who's black, who's a wrestling star and an actor. And he was very good in what was that? The uh, Girls of Wrestling. Anyway, he's a good actor and he's also very funny and has a lot of insight. He's a very bright guy. He's very big, muscular, overweight, wrestler, very bright, smart man. He's usually there with Greg. And uh, funny guy, great guy, great point of view. They use him on Fox uh, as a commentator. And he's, he's, he's super intelligent. So he's got a good cast of characters. Then he has a revolving cast of characters on his show, uh, as well as on The Five. So he was a, he's like the king of... The king of Fox News, and he's the king of television right now. But he doesn't get any credit for it because he's a Republican, because he's right wing. Supposedly he's gay, or he was gay. He did come out as gay at the uh, uh, where they inaugurated Trump at the Republican convention, and now supposedly he's not gay anymore and is married to a woman. I don't know if that's his beard or what, but he still makes jokes about being gay. So I don't know, you know, what, what, what is going on with him. And they don't really speculate about it in the news because they just won't say a peep about him, you know, in the mainstream press because he's a Republican. So they won't talk about him at all. But, you know, let's say a few things about, you know, it, it, we'll see if uh, McCartney turns out to be just another middle of the road uh, Republican that, that, that does nothing as the last uh, speakers of the House have been when there have been Republicans. They just get the most milk toast Republican they possibly can to be in the position. He basically does nothing and doesn't fight back. You know, whether you're Republican or a Democrat, it's certainly more interesting to have a more robust uh, uh, person in either position, Nancy Pelosi was always a, a go-getter and she was out there telling every lie that she could to get to the other side. But, you know, the thing that's interesting here is that the Democrats impeached Trump. They investigated him. They did every, They accused him of everything they could nonstop. And uh, now the, the, the worm has turned. You know, it used to be that people were afraid to try to impeach the president. That's what happened. When they tried to impeach Clinton, Republicans tried to impeach Clinton, and there was a huge backlash. The voters didn't like it, and they uh, voted uh, the Republicans out of office unanimously. And 
you know, the, there was a backlash, but now there's no backlash at all for trying to impeach the president. People to have don't have any kind of a problem with it. So now, this is pro, you know, if the Republicans have any guts, they'll return the favor. And there's plenty of things they could be trying to impeach uh, uh, Joe Biden over. You know, there really is tons and tons of things to try to impeach him over. They've got the uh, the, the stuff on the laptop, you know, millions of dollars uh, coming, as we talked about earlier, going to a university where he was keeping classified documents. You know, that's that's pretty, pretty scary stuff and pretty serious stuff, at least if you want to listen to them about what they were saying when Trump did it. They probably won't get anything with Trump. They probably won't get anything on that with Biden either. But uh, they may be able to impeach him. They may be able to impeach him over it. And they might. And this could be part of it. Part of the, you know, the them th- getting rid of him. But, you know, the, the Democrats seem to do all this stuff with no idea that they're ever going to be out of power and that uh, the next time it's going to get done back to them. And there's an outrage now, of course, when it's being done back to them, that they that they uh, oh, my God, look at what they're doing to us. This is the same exact thing we did to them, you know. So it's pretty, pretty weird that they are uh, being so shocked that the things the Republicans are doing to them and about to do to them here coming up in the next uh, the next uh, platform, uh, the next the next four years, the next two years before the presidential election, where they'll be probably trying to impeach. Uh, Biden, if they have any guts, returning all the favors that the Democrats did to them. We'll see if uh, they have the guts to do it. A lot of uh, Republicans don't. You know, the middle of the road, basically, uh, Democrats. And we saw with the committee there, which is another thing. You have a committee investigating the the January 6th thing, and the Republicans were not allowed to put anyone on the on the committee, and that's the first time no one has ever done that. And so they, the Republicans now will do the same thing. They'll have an investigative committee and not have anyone from the other side. Instead, they handpicked a couple of uh, Republicans that were anti-Trumpers that were basically Democrats. And what happens there is is they're Democrats and they they want to run in a place where for Senate or Congress where they they. Uh, or excuse me, the House or the Senate, where they, uh, but in their area where they live, where they could represent, the Republicans normally win. You know, it's a Republican district. So they're basically a Democrat. So they'll just say that they're a Republican. And somehow they, in some places, they win the primaries because people aren't paying any attention. Like that Santos guy that lied about everything, the Republican from New York that lied about every single thing on his resume. And that's to be expected, you know, because if you don't have a robust primary, you're supposed to eliminate people like Santos in the primary where the other Republicans that are running against them need to suss those people out. They need to find out that their resume is completely false, but that wasn't done. So anyway... Thank you for listening to Pod Potatoes. I get, try to get this show once a week, maybe two, three times a, 
a week, be sure and uh, subscribe to it. I'm going to try to get it up on Rumble and YouTube coming up pretty soon. And I'm also going to be, you know, go, I don't know where you're listening. Most of you are listening on iTunes, but uh, review the show, please. Give me a, give me a good review or even a bad review, I guess. And, uh, or, you know, go to uh, Anchor Podcast. And there you can sponsor the show for very little money. But I'm going to have a Patreon set up so you can sponsor this show. Uh, but you can do it on the Anchor app. Just download the Anchor app. And it's another place that you can go and, and do your own podcast, you know. Get your own. Have your own things you have to say out there. Uh, uh, and get people to listen to it. See if people will. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to uh Pod potatoes, and uh, I'll see you next time.